0: Terms apply.
1: You have to duck in. If you're interested, you can go to KelloggStore.com. I, I couldn't be less interested. I, I believe is that uh, Don Junior on the phone now. Really. Oh, good. Hey, Don,
0: how are, I, are you, buddy? I real. Hey, man, how's it going?
1: It's uh, it's great to talk, boy. You must be busy as hell, huh? Uh, yeah, man. It's
0: a, it's a bit of a zoo. It's a bit of a zoo. It's
1: good though. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. joined us on the show once again. Boy, I, I, you know, I saw you on some interviews yesterday. I saw you on the CBS uh, interview where they asked you in the morning. I don't know how they expected you to come up with the answer to this, but I, I wanted to just tell you to see if you knew how they were asking you how the, to fix this country because it's so divided, like you were going to give them the answer. But uh, I, I didn't realize exactly how divided we are until I announced that we were having you on the show and people <laughs> lost their goddamn minds.
0: Well, you know, th- that happens, and they asked about it. And I was like, listen, I, you know, it, it could start with the media. They could take some of Trump's victories and not— Take a guy like Al Baghdadi, mm-hmm. the leader of ISIS, a terrorist that's you know doused people in gasoline and lit them on fire, raped women and children, and I mean, and and make him into an austere religious scholar, according to uh, the, uh, the Washington, Washington Post. Post. That was that
1: it was it, insane.
0: Maybe start with that. You know, they, it could maybe start with that. Until those guys basically stop trying to diminish any success of Trump, amplify anything that they don't like. You know, I'd love to see some unity. How about sign the USMCA? Maybe Nancy Pelosi. It's been sitting on her desk for nine months. But she that won't. Be a be, great deal. If, if she uh, signed it, then she, that's she, a she
1: That's a victory for for Trump if she signed it. So she'd rather let it sit there. But nobody wants to call her out on that.
0: Yeah, well, because, it, it, you know, the media's job is to defend the Democrats, not to call them out when they're doing something wrong. Now, that would be a victory for Trump. But it's also create hundreds of thousands of jobs for Americans it renegotiates nafta which was the worst trade deal ever signed has done nothing but send us jobs abroad uh, you know destroyed uh, businesses and factories and the american dream for so many people but like she would rather not give trump the win than do something good for her constituents and the american people but you know so that's the environment in which we're living that's something that would pass total bipartisan support we already know the numbers it would it would be you know could be done in 30 seconds yeah. but she's been sitting on it for 9 months because she wants to focus on you know the continuation of the Russia hoax, which is the impeachment inquiry.
1: The, that now you bring up the Russia hoax. The Russia hoax, man. There were people saying a couple years ago, "Oh, this is it. This is the end for him. He's done." There were all these crazy stories about ping and, and hookers and all this stuff, and then uh, and yeah. deals, and uh, it was ridiculous. And nothing came true. None of that came out.
0: Now, None of it, but you know that didn't stop them from running with it for three years as though it was gospel. You know what I mean? That that is fact. Uh, but then, you know, any, anything that's good, oh, we, well, like, we, we can't verify that. We can't verify that. And that's why I wrote the book, guys, because I, I was the number two target of that hoax. I mean, oh, yeah. I had half of Congress sitting out there saying I committed treason. I mean, I took an unsolicited uh, you know phone call that led to a 20-minute meeting. Now, Hillary Clinton and the DNC spent millions, okay? They paid foreign agents, paid them foreign agents to go collect this dirt. They leak it to the FBI. The FBI gives it to the press. The press writes a story based on nonsense. The FBI uses the nonsense story of the information that they leak to the press. They use those stories to then justify the investigation. They take America on this thing for three years. Every media outlet peddles it like it's true. Right? Uh, you know why would why would anyone trust anyone in the media these days? You know, and then they cover up. You know, they cover up rapists like Jeffrey Epstein and this nonsense that you saw yesterday for three years. They kill those stories. You know, covering. I mean, explain that to me. These
1: explain that to me. And is this something that? That somebody in the White House could say, "Hey, look, we're we're being the wool is being pulled over our eyes." You want we have the world's most renowned uh, forensic pathologist coming out and saying this guy was murdered, and none of the other stuff falls in line with this. Well, How are we I, letting I'm this go?
0: Talking about, I, I'm more talking about the sort of the catch and kill allegations that came out against NBC, and then you had the stuff that came out against CBS with Matt Lauer, and all those stories magically disappear. I mean, you would think that these people would actually want to hold those guys accountable, but but they don't they're all part of it, and yet Trump, anything that they do, that's all, the well, that's gospel. You, I'm talking about the double standard in the media. You know, I'm not talking about that case. That's just one of many examples. And right. So, you know, these are the people that are filtering what the average American is seeing, and so I got to spend a lot of time. I mean, there's only so much I can do on Twitter in 140 characters or less. Uh, you know, maybe 280 two now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to be able to have 300 pages to really give my thoughts on this, you know, having been sort of, you know, having a front row seat in political history during the campaign then being you know persecuted by these people where they're literally trying to throw you in jail for treason for three years uh, for nonsense uh, you know afterwards there's no accountability there's no hey well, yeah we got that wrong they're just like oh next yeah this impeachment inquiry is BS this thing started on November 9th 2016 the second my father did with the unthinkable and he took on the establishment and won neither side likes it okay this, that we can agree, and this has just been going on. It's been going on forever. The American people see the results of his administration. We finally have a businessman making the decisions that are the right thing for the country rather than some career politician who hasn't been right in decades and never been held accountable and keeps making decisions that are terrible that our kids and grandkids are going to get stuck with forever, Mike.
1: This is uh, Donald Trump Jr. on the phone. His book is called Triggered. It came out yesterday. Did you sit down uh, w- with your family before this? Like, Did your dad realize... He, you know he knew he had to drain the swamp he knew he had to, did he ever imagine it would be this difficult to gain any to gain any uh respect from the media or for anybody to, I mean it's it seems like no matter what good he does they're always harping on the bed and trying to find trying to chase ghosts and find things that aren't there did he have any idea it would be this bad before the election because it seems to me this job isn't worth it to him
0: uh, well, yeah. well, listen. I, it's funny. I, I spent a good bit of time you know, going through the details of that in the book, and I'll tell you, like the sort of the, the quick of it. The last thing he said to us on uh, June 16, 2015, when he's, we're going down in the elevator as a family uh, to make the announcement, he, he looks at me, looks me in the eyes, and says, "Now we find out who our real friends are." And that tells me two things: a, he understands how the real world works, but b, he knew how vicious, how brutal, how terrible it would be, and he did it anyway. You know, yeah. he, he knew it would be. The, he knew all the people that were buddies with him. All of a sudden they turned because pop culture and the nonsense. You know what I mean? He and, knew all of that because he'd have to do what was right for the country. And that's going to piss off a lot of people uh, who've gotten very accustomed to do, getting away with whatever they want for not being held accountable. And you, you do, he's doing it. You see it in the results, Mike. The economic numbers speak for themselves.
1: One of the things that people throw in my face all the time when I defend you is that uh, with the whole Hunter Biden situation is that they go, well, look at the Trump kids. The Trump kids benefit from being uh, the president's kid. And uh, the truth is, is that you guys have not you've not started any new business since your father took office.
0: Correct. This is what we literally did. The difference between me and Hunter Biden, because yeah, I get it, man. I, I'm the son of a rich guy. I've benefited from that. Never, I've never hit from that in my life. You know, in a, in a two-minute soundbite, they're like, "Well, you didn't put that disclaimer." I go, "Well, I was on a four-minute interview. I didn't, you know." But to get into the details of it, the difference between me and Hunter Biden is we gave up doing any new international business the second my father won the election. We could have legally, but we didn't want even the notion of impropriety. So. We were international business people, Mike, for decades. That's what we did. That was a big part of what I did. So we stopped doing any new deals while he's in office. Hunter Biden was never an international businessman. Hunter Biden became an international businessman the second his father had some power. He went with him on Air Force Two, came back from China with $1.5 billion. That doesn't happen. He got a no-show job on the board of a Ukrainian oil company. He doesn't know anything about oil, and he doesn't speak Ukrainian. Why was he on the board? (laughs) Why did he he get offered, other than obviously his dad was sort of put in charge of the region? Why did he get offered that job, Mike? Yeah, there's a certain— You guys are the same. I was like, no, no, no. The difference is we've never profited from my father's taxpayer-funded office. Hunter Biden's entire career is that. Okay, he got a job at MBNA, the largest bank in the state of Delaware, where dad was a senator and writing favorable tax legislation. He got promoted through the ranks faster than anyone. It was obviously because he was brilliant. Uh, you think the media would have a problem if I did that? You think the media would have a problem if I got thrown out of the Navy in two weeks for blowing coke? You think that's a problem? Or you, think, you think they'd give me a pass on that one like they did Hunter Biden? Uh, give me a break. I, by the way, Mike, I would get on a TV and debate Hunter Biden face-to-face on the differences between us uh, and, and our businesses, and, and all of those things, any day of the week. And okay. all Hunter Biden had to do
1: was one softball interview, and now he's gone again.
0: No, 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 and by the way, you saw the interview. Yeah. And don't forget, these guys prepped for weeks for that interview, and that's the interview he gave. I mean, he sat there prepping for this thing because because there's no, you can't justify it. There is no justifying it other than the media will do whatever they can to protect the Democrats, Okay. Uh- it's. Garbage.
1: Well, listen. I the book is called Triggered, and if you uh, if you want to hear some of the response, and you want to hear things in his words. I would pick it up. Don Jr. is a smart guy. He's but now we've known we've known you've been on the shows before the election, before your father really seriously considered oh, yeah. running. And one of the things I said to you was, I, I mean, this is a kid who was telling me that he flew coach here, and I'm right. like, Coach, you nobody told you your dad was rich. Go hit <laughs> some like you're a level headed guy. I also found out. Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago that you, uh, my my uncle Billy, Billy Grutter, did that name sound familiar to you? He he, he did some work right with you. Here, he, he, uh, uh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's great. Anyway, uh, the book is called Trigger. Why do you, why do you think celebrities are, are among the most triggered people?
0: You know, because they can get away with it. I mean, they're, they're, again, most of them, you'd, you'd be amazed, it's sort of interesting. Uh, you know, uh, we, we went to the UFC this weekend, right, and we come out to MSG, right, the heart of New York City. Not right. exactly Trump country, but. And it was cheers. Dana White looks at me and he goes, "Man, that was the most amazing, you know, entrance I've ever seen. Just energetic." And within seconds, I go to my brother. I go, "Watch, watch the media. They're going to turn that into booze. They're going to..." They're gonna, he goes, "No way. They can't do it." And and within seconds, you know, blew the BBC. I promise you, the BBC wasn't at the UFC fight. Trump booed. It was such nonsense. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot I mean, of people
1: that, that wrote that Dana, and-
0: even later on. And Dana goes. Man, you know, I, I saw that because of the craziness. He's like, you know how many of my celebrity friends emailed me saying, man, I wish I could publicly support Trump, but I'd get destroyed. You know, whether it's, you know, my, my movie has my theater, my producer, or whatever it is. So, yeah. so there is this thing, but because the left controls that pop culture and the Hollywood thing, and the second, if you diverge from them even a little bit, they'll destroy you, they'll ruin you, they'll own you, and that's it. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of tacit support that's just not going to come out. Uh, because you know, hey, it's it's all about the money. You saw that with the NBA last week, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Listen, let me. This is Donald Trump Jr. joining us. What what what? Ha- I have a quick question for you. What happens with guys like I? You were saying that your father uh, has a hard time finding anybody he can trust right now, and I and I and I think it's because guys like say Scaramucci, they come in there and they oh now they're in the inner inner circle, and then they realize okay. He's not, he's not the guy we thought he was to get rid of him. And then all of a sudden they all get bitter and they start running their mouths. There's no loyalty left anymore.
0: Yeah, or, or they go back to New York City and it's easier to be a Trump hater than it is to be a Trump lover in New York City. You know, and you're raising a fund in New York City and doing these kind of things. So listen, don't, don't kid yourself. You know, There's so few people I've seen in this process, very few people whose motives are pure in this in this deal. I'd say probably one of the only ones is my father because guess what, Mike? He didn't need this job. Yeah. Okay, if there's one person that didn't need this job, it's Trump. Uh, you know, like he, like he said to us, now we find out who our real friends are. He knew it would be vicious. He knew it would be brutal, but he did it anyway because he's sick and tired of the nonsense. If you looked at, like, my old pin tweet on Twitter was him on Oprah, literally in 1986, talking about bad trade policies and how it's insane. Like, he's been really consistent throughout this time. He decided to do it anyway because someone eventually has to step up. Someone has to be the big boy in the room. Someone has to do the right things. Even if that's going to take off a couple people, that's exactly what he did, and that's what I got into in the book in a lot, because, again, I can say a lot more in 300 pages than I can in 280 characters or less.
1: Who will be the uh, Democratic uh, candidate to run against your father?
0: Honestly, I mean, I'm looking at the policies. I'm looking at the things that they're coming up with. I mean, you know, the last debate, you see they spoke more about trying to cut off Trump from a Twitter feed than they did about China. They didn't even mention China (laughs) as a possible issue for this country. I mean, these are not serious candidates, but, you know, again, that they it will still be a tough fight because again you'll have media you'll have pop culture you'll have uh you know that filter and uh, we're going to be in an uphill battle no matter what it will never be fair or equal so uh you know that will continue on forever but you know I'm not worried about whoever it is
1: you you don't you don't care if it's Elizabeth Warren or if it's if it's if you had to pick between Warren and Biden who do you think is going to make the cut
0: honestly man it, it feels like listen her policies are asinine uh they're crazy you saw the 53 trillion dollar plan the other day I man you know it's yeah, only yeah. you know 90 percent of the U- u.s government revenue annualized over 10 years no big deal uh but you know joe biden 50 percent of the time he doesn't remember what state he's in I mean, he can't he spoke to a group of people the other day i mean it was a group of 20 and he needed teleprompters because they're just so afraid you know that works now. Yeah, uh, his his campaign can hide him uh, from the public. They can prevent him from doing public events. They can talk prevent him from being impromptu. But if you need a teleprompter to speak to twenty people for ten minutes. Uh, you got yeah, bigger problems because yeah. when you go one-on-one with Trump, it's going to be a whole different world. And it, I wouldn't want to be
1: Joe. It also will be the best television ever. There's, there hasn't been a better moment than when your father said to Clinton uh, or you'd be in jail. It was one of the most memorable yeah. moments on television. Donald Trump Jr., his book is called Triggered. Go pick it up. Uh, whether you uh, love his father or not, this kid's a smart kid. He's going to be a politician himself one day. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing Nothing extra